Hey, and welcome back to Positively Midwest. I'm Steve Jerns, and we're going to have a special episode tonight. We've got my wife, Catherine, with us. Hello, everybody. So, um, in between doing uh, interviews with some of the guests, I think we'll do uh, an episode with Catherine and I, and we'll tackle some different uh, topics to talk about. So, I... Uh, it's 9.20 on a Monday night, and I just woke up from a dad nap, so we'll truck through this and see how everything goes. Uh, last week I started going to the gym every day, I'm getting up at 4.53 in the morning, and then doing this Bible study, I get up at 4.30 in the morning so I can get ready and go to work on time, and uh, so I had to take a little dad nap, it sounds like. So anyways, where would you like to start? So... From the beginning of us or the beginning of each of us individually? Where are you thinking? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I don't know. This is your thing. I thought you had a plan, man. Okay. So, why don't you uh, tell everybody a little bit about how you grew up, a little bit about your family, and uh, just, you know, get to where we met, maybe. Okay. So, I was raised on a farm here near Castlewood, South Dakota. I am the youngest of three kids. I have, you know, the traditional family. My parents have been married for 53 years. Uh, My brother and sister and I all live within seven miles of our parents. We're all nearby, close. Went to Castlewood my whole life. Moved to Watertown said I would never move back to Castwood and here we are living back in Castwood but uh, it was one of those places that when we wanted to settle down or buy a house it just seemed like the best idea at the time I guess other than that I come from besides just us having us three I come from a big family my dad is one of 12 and my mom is one of seven and so family was everything growing up you know the extended family and seeing everybody for all the holidays getting together on a frequent basis it is not uncommon for me to be close with cousins that are third or so cousins third or fourth down the line probably and that's who you grew up hanging out with and spending time with I don't know what else do you want to know about me (laughs) (laughs) well I know most of that but it's good uh for the listeners to hear some of this stuff, I guess, to give them an idea of who they're talking to if they don't know us in the real life, and then they hear it on the podcast and they see us posting stuff in the group. So uh, people will notice, uh, since we're looking at February 2020, uh, people will notice that we've started a, a an official business page. Is that what they're called? Uh, I guess that's the legit Facebook term. It's a liked page, so... Basically, the reason I did it is because you can link your group to that, but also the website that I built, uh, you can link, uh, you can add like a a button, I guess they call it, that shows the social media feed on there. So people that visit us that way can um, go right to the Facebook page and like it and follow all the good things that we've got going on. So, anyways... For anyone that doesn't know me, I guess I'll give you a quick rundown. Um, we'll probably have some more in-depth episodes um, and into my upbringing, if you will. But um, so I was born in Watertown, and uh, let's see, I think my mom was 17 and my dad was 18, so they were quite youngin. 
And uh, so my parents are about the age of how long Catherine's have been together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my grandma's the same age as her parents, pretty much. So uh, that's one of the first things between her and I is our upbringings are a lot differently. And uh, how you, how we were raised, maybe, and, and different views of the world, uh, we continuously find are just a little bit different as well. So... Um, I guess when it comes to our kids, because we wanted to touch base on that too, uh, my childhood was a little um, indifferent at times. Uh, we dealt with a little bit of uh, alcoholism and some, um, I don't know if you want to just call it some some little bit of neglect here and there and stuff like that. And so that's made me at times become an overprotective parent, I think. And I guess I had what I felt was the the family picture in my life so it was kind of the wife does these duties and is this person and the husband does this and is this person and uh um i'm gonna do everything possible for my kids and you know blah 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 tried to make it as stereotypical as possible probably but then it made it over overprotective so um you you've led you've let up on the girls a little bit as they're getting older but yeah, we've always been more overprotective than a lot of our friends in the way that they're raising their kids, trying to confine them and keep their innocence longer. Yeah, that'd be one way to one way to put it, but uh depending on the situation, they there's I found out from some people at work when we started to leave them home alone for a little bit of time if we went and ran an errand or whatever and I was like, well, they can't use the microwave or they can't <laughs> use the stove and knives. And they were like, oh, come on, they can at least use the microwave. And I was like, what if they put metal in there in accident or they don't know something about it and, you know, it starts a fire. And so it's worst case scenario. But from what my dad tells me when I was younger, too, my mom was like, she didn't let me climb trees and all sorts of weird stuff like that. So, um, I, I mean, maybe some of that stuff that's suppressed you also suppress some of those things too but um mind you our 12 year old bakes and cooks on a consistent basis and has for years so he has a fear of her doing her things that are totally normal for her to do yeah so i mean yeah we're not crazy it's not like i don't let him do anything ever it's just when we're when we leave i didn't want him to use stuff some of the things i thought i was being like that so Anyways, at times, uh, um, you know, everybody knows it's difficult to be a parent. Anyways, plus, if I think in the Midwest you're um, dealing with some certain set of values and sometimes conservative point of views on how things should be. And um, <laughs> I decided to do a social experiment, in a sense, <laughs> and so I posted on Facebook uh, while that... Uh, like the Super Bowl halftime show was provocative. I got daughters, yo, and I just kind of left it at that. And I, like someone else said at work today, they knew that what kind of reaction I was going to get when I posted that stuff. Which some a lot of that's true, but I am curious because I always want to know. You know, I think it's very interesting that you can be friends with so many different kinds of people, and they all have different points of view on things, but. Uh, you know, you can all still find ways to get along, and that's really what the world's all about. I was a little disappointed, though. I mean, some of those threads on Facebook 
people are sharing their opinions and that's how it was. I still don't understand that this in day and age, why it is that so many people were so offended that people like, okay, if they didn't like it, why is that so bad if somebody didn't like it? Where is it that their opinion doesn't matter and that they should just turn off the TV and shut up? I mean, where is it that we're not respecting one another enough to respect one another's opinion on something? We're entitled to likes and dislikes of things. So I think I was a little surprised by some of that that we saw. Yeah, I think uh, just as much as you think that somebody should be accepting of it, I guess then some people should be not accepting of it. I mean, as long as they're not hurting anybody, then, you know, so I guess if I came out and I said, oh, um, I can't believe that halftime Super Bowl show, um, their um, assets were hanging out all over the place, (laughs) and uh, I would never let my daughters watch anything like that ever again, and I hope they burn in hell. And they're the most terrible celebrity type people I've ever seen in my entire life, and blah, 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 and went on from there. But anyways, so what my point is, is that uh, I didn't do any of that. So when I posed the question, it was just, yeah, I think it's a little provocative, and I've got daughters, so I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's a little of that overprotection, maybe it's a little bit of that sheltering, but I'm not, my daughters are both in ballet and dance, and I didn't want them seeing their, um, their booties everywhere, but I guess at the same time we could talk them through it too, which... We had those conversations and on their own, um, with their own minds decided that, well, what they said is that don't they have any talent because they can't even dance or something like that. It was like they were hiding their talent behind their bodies. Like they dress like that because they have no talent. So they didn't even get to see how talented J-Lo was because all they were distracted by was her outfit. And so whether or not, you know, J-Lo did great, hell yeah, she's 50 years old, she has a phenomenal body, she works hard, you know, the choreography is what Steven and I said that is like absolutely amazing. Whoever envisions this show, figures out how to put it together, figures out how to teach people all these moves and make it all come together is absolutely phenomenal. Like, hands down, way to go, I give you props. But even our daughters were just like, not like they were appalled by their clothes and yeah I see yeah there's like swimsuits and yep we should be like proud of our bodies and and you know not woman shaming and slut shaming and I get all of that but she was so distracted by staring at her in this outfit that seems very skimpy and revealing that she doesn't even understand how great of a singer JLo is right yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think they're really even saying a whole lot. To me, it was just like voice tracks over stuff. So anyways, I didn't want to take a big old stance on this and take a lot of time. I just wanted to say that, you know, in in order to be positive and to spread positivity and to try to be the best you, you have to take those situations and you do have to look at them from both sides. So we didn't necessarily want our kids having booty shaked in their face. They didn't know J-Lo from 2000 and uh Shakira from shaking her hips not lying and and stuff and we know that they're great musicians and they got to where they are you know and and they're probably uh good people too but um my kids don't know that so I don't know put Modest Mouse up there or something or 
some rock and roll band that I'm biasly in love with. <laughs> That's all he really cared about. He just wanted to see some good rock happening. But, I mean, they're good. Yeah. So, anyways, kids, we have them. So, we uh, try to do our best to raise them the best that we can. And so far, from what we hear from principals and teachers and most of the friends, if we bring them somewhere, our kids seem to be pretty good, decent kids. And um, But we also, I'm sure, make mistakes, too, and, and uh, you know, little things like that. But that's okay, too, because we're just people and we're not perfect, you know, but we do strive to always get better, I think. So one of the things I researched was um, seven activities to help your child develop a positive attitude. Um, it's by this Ashley Collins, and it's um, on the Big Life Journal. Uh, dot com. They got blogs and stuff on there, but there's even a printable workout that you can you can get to. So we can go through some of these. Um, I think we practice on our own right some of these different ones. But one of the first ones is loving kindness meditation. To engage your child in loving kindness meditation, it involves thinking of loved ones and sending them positive thoughts. The four traditional phrases are: May you feel safe. May you feel happy. May you feel healthy. May you live with ease. So I know uh, Catherine practices yoga. At times the girls will jump in there, but I think one of my uh, go-to punishments as they get older is to go to your room and disconnect from the surroundings and your phone and and sit there, lay down, I guess, take a nap, meditate, but I don't know what you do or how you feel about some of this. Yeah, I mean, and some of that is along with what we've taught them as their upbringing for prayer is that you pray for others. And even if someone would show you not acts of kindness, you still always treat them with kindness despite it to show them how they should treat people. And so you still always wish them the best, you know, so that's overcoming something negative, turning it into a positive and still wanting to send those happy thoughts along to that person. Because when a kid's world, a lot of times if somebody's being a bully or pushing around it's maybe that they're unhappy with themselves and so or with that unhappy with something else and they don't know how to portray it so it's just giving them those well wishes so this one's probably fairly common but it's helping others your child could help others by assisting an elderly neighbor with yard work or chores helping a friend with homework or participating in the canned food or clothing drive you could also make volunteering a family affair and regularly help out with a soup kitchen or other charitable organization. So um, Catherine and her family um, are highly involved in um, the Catholic Church, so the girls will serve, and they just did that. Um, and then they will... Um, they also are active in 4-H. And uh, 4-H, I've worked with in the radio side on things, and really puts takes a lot what they put into putting these shows together and the steps that they make the girls go through. I know sometimes there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on when you guys have to do those. So I guess you can touch on that because you're the 4-H leader president of our area baller status. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they learn a lot of responsibility along the way with 4-H. It's not just crafting and whatnot. It's, they, you know, if they have cattle, they have a lot of work going up to it. Even if they craft, they still have to do paperwork and record keeping and everything. But... It does teach a great deal of responsibility, and part of a big section of 4-H is our community service and doing things. And you 
would sometimes be surprised how excited these kids get to clean road ditches and to go help at the pancake feed for the American Legion or to go do these different functions like that. They love volunteering their time. I mean, if you give a child an opportunity to be helpful, it is amazing to see how that can spark a difference in them. So it's really just like making the world a better place and helping those around us. So the next step we have is recording awe moments. Encourage your child to create an awe journal. Uh, we've got them gratitude journals for Christmas. Um, so there's one for teens and one for younger kids. Um, in the journal they will record sights or moments from their daily lives that they find beautiful or extraordinary. Try to have them reflect on these moments and, um, you know, um, if you pay gratitude at the end of your day, uh, try to do this as an adult, then, you know, you're always thinking of all the things you do already have that you're grateful for. So I notice myself not wanting and, uh, coveting so much, if you will. Um, so you have a book here that you're looking at that you open to a page. Yeah, Erilyn's Gratitude Journal. I just wanted to see how hers works because um, we got them a little bit different. Erilyn's is more towards teens. Gianna's is more towards a child's. But they're practically the same. It starts off with that I am grateful for. And they write down their three things that they're grateful for today. Affirmations. It says, I can, I am, and I will. I mean, and just looking at some of Erilyn's, it's in the past she has written, I can be nice. I am empowered and I will be respectful. So it's absolutely amazing to see her using those kind of words in here. And then how I felt today. And then you color in the different emotions. Happy, content, joyful, creative, anxious, disappointed, stressed, overwhelmed. And so it's really putting them in touch, looking deeper to understand their true feelings so that they can verbalize and explain better. And then it says the best part of my day was and a section for her to fill it in. So it kind of gives them, especially Gianna likes doing it on a day if she's had a rough day. That's when she likes to do it the most. She doesn't necessarily do it every day. But if she's had a sad day or if she had a rough day at school, that's her way of flipping her mindset and being able to find the positive good things that did happen in the day instead of just focusing on the bad. So then they have setting and achieving goals. Encourage your child to set goals and visualize and plan for obstacles in advance. This is called the WHOOP approach, Wish, Outcome, Obstacle Plan. So this approach makes it more likely that your child will actually achieve their goals. So that's something I think that's um, very important because as we talk about changing ourselves and developing these new skills and growing, you know, to I think, you know, you can't fix your partner, you can't fix your children per se, you know, I'm not implying there's an issue there, but you have to fix yourself in a sense before you can, you know, continue to do these things. So it takes action. And so it's one thing to, you know, we've done things where we've made charts before. Um, I still think those could be effective, but for some odd reason, whether it's life or we weren't ready for some of that accountability, we end up not following through on these charts. But for the limited amount of time that we did them, I think they worked great. Um, whether it was a chore chart or just, you know, a basic generic to-do list. So 
whatever you you know read about or you want to look into with your kids you know um you just got to follow through with that stuff too plus you're teaching them you know to that action speak louder than words they got to follow through with what they say let your word mean something in a sense and i've read you know that you cannot necessarily work on more than one goal at a time you know so you think of your big 10 goals that you want to achieve and then you focus down on that one that is like the first and most attainable possibly and then you have to set a path of how am i going to achieve this because if you don't start to teach ourselves and you just go oh yeah i want to do this someday and we don't actually set a plan to achieve that is it actually going to be attainable and so it's just kind of like working with your kids and going okay what steps do you have to do that in order to make that happen like and it's just a basic things even you know showing cattle in the summer okay what is the first step that we have to do what's the second step and it's just kind of teaching them those progress motions and then to um celebrate the small victories along the way and that brings out the positivity yeah so the next one is sharing positivity Share positive experiences with your child, laugh with your child, hug with your child, set aside time to provide your undivided attention, and enjoy positive experiences together. So this would happen to be, as you could speculate, one of my most favorite ones, because, uh, well, it's 2020, and I can imagine that today alone, on the the Super Bowl halftime, I probably spent like an hour of my day maybe talking about that with other people and you know I'm in sales so that probably doesn't help necessarily either because there's so many different people to talk to throughout the day but anyways um I mean that was an entire hour out of my day that was used doing that and majority of it was talking about social media and stuff like that so getting to my point is that social media um our phones are I don't know, I think they're pretty addictive, personally. And now that I'm doing Positively Midwest and we're sharing stuff on there, man, I hope we get a bunch more participation from people. Like, if we had, like, 50 people and then eventually 100 people and they all posted something every day, it would be mad nuts how much positivity we'd be flooding all of our news feeds with in that group. Because we'd all get notifications and we'd all see it. Um, if you go to the like page and like that too, you'll see it double time and you can follow that page too. But my point is that you, um, you know, you have to actually make time to do that. If you're, I tried to make it where if we're on our phones, you know, we're, we're at least seeing some positive stuff as we're scrolling through and seeing people argue and complain about, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show and being keyboard warriors with the president and politics and all that stuff. And, you know, our state, South Dakota, is going through um, an interesting time with politics, and people are all over the place with that, man. Holy cow. So I'm kind of excited Wednesday. Um, maybe I'll have to do a little review on that. I do get to go with what's called the Watertown Leadership Group, and we're going to pier for a trip. So let's see. If I drop this at 7.30 in the morning, I'll have been on the bus for a half hour. So if you happen to be listening to this now, pretend like I'm on that bus on the way to pier and it's like you are listening to it live (laughs) so anyways um you know anytime our kids do have a problem I think I I do try to um you know talk them off whatever ledge because you know they're emotional um but let them work through those feelings and then 
you know, talk about what's positive, you know, like if it's an issue with a kid at school, okay, well, this kid didn't want to hang out with you for some odd reason, so what about the kids that did? How many kids are in your class? Get them to think about all that stuff. Well, there's, let's say, 30 kids in the class, and one kid, you know, disrupted your whole day. What about the other uh, 29? Or what about the other 10 that were in a group hanging out? Stuff like that. Plus, um, you know, we we try to have been implementing some board games lately, and if you go to thrift stores and stuff, man, you'd be surprised what you can find inexpensively if you have zero budget. Um, if you have a few dollars, you can go to a thrift store and find complete games. We just found a little shuffleboard thing and until the girls are tired and crabby and bicker at each other, it went really good. So, <laughs> um, hug your kids. You know, don't forget about you need to sometimes calm yourself down from whatever's going on in your life and if they come running up to you and they want to hug or they want to show you some dance for the 5,000th time <laughs> which gets to be one of my, that's one of my things, you know, maybe it's like patience or something but I think some of the stuff was ingrained in me as a child too I just if I think I'm busy then I'm like oh yeah I don't want to see your your dance or you lift your leg up like in some split formation for the hundredth time so you can weigh in on that if you'd like I am big about the I love you's and so is he you know making sure our kids know trying to give them hugs goodnight telling them I love you they're reaching the age is that they don't always want to say it back, so we push the issue a little further, trying to make sure that they hear, they understand, they know. I will even totally embarrass our oldest one by rolling down my window of the car and yelling it through the parking lot because she doesn't respond to me at school. I mean, she really does not enjoy that, so it's not something I, I mean, I recommend it, but your kids wouldn't. But, you know, making sure that they feel that affection, because I think that starts on the home front. If they feel that affection at home, I think that makes them feel like they can conquer anything and achieve anything at school. Because if they do have a hardship, they know that they're coming home to a loving house that they can feel safe in and be able to talk to you about anything. Yes, I would agree with all those things. So if we move over to this little section here, it's developing new skills and trying new activities. Um, you know, we've got a dollar that's in flute. Thanks to our friend Weston for hooking us up with the flute. Um, he uh, jams with John Wayne in the Pain Band. And um, they're both in ballet and dance, and they've been sticking to that pretty good. Gianna, our youngest, thinks that she wants to do trumpet thingy because she's got her grandpa's 80-year-old trumpet. So I don't know about that. but It's not quite 80. He's only 73, so it's got to be closer to 60 years old. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, you got to recognize your child's strengths and, and give uh, them opportunities to develop and experience success. You know, if your child expresses interest in a new activity, uh, let them try it out. You know, you can find new activities to try with your child in order to increase their shared positive experiences. So, you know, we've gotten one that likes to go skateboarding. You know, she's not jumping off things. And I think that's a great lesson, too. You know, there's people out in the world that are extraordinary that's why they're extraordinary that's why they're athletes you know and it's good to have role models and all that stuff and um you know she might be on a skateboard and at this time in our life 10 years old and doesn't really do anything other than kind of you push her around and stuff but um she has a ton of fun doing it 
and and that's awesome. So disc golf, we like to do that disc golf stuff. They usually do a couple holes and give up. Um, but that's I, great family time, nonetheless. Yeah, we're so we're always trying to push them to to do no do no do new things and develop those skills and. You know, they did basketball for a while, or at least our oldest did for a bit. So thanks to those parents, because it was pretty much a couple of dads that that got together. Well, they still do, and just uh, they wanted to have kids, give kids the opportunity to play basketball, and that's pretty awesome. So props to those dudes for that. So um, last on this little article is practicing positive affirmations. Guide your child to come up with affirmations that are short, positive, and present. Uh, like, I am kind, I am enough, I am loving, which uh, resembles the gratitude journal that w- that we gave her. Um, and then, uh, instead of giving your child instructions or requiring them to say affirmations, try using them in a playful manner. So that's something we just talked about the other day. Um, we have one that's not a big fan of brushing her teeth, and, you know, we thought, well, let's try to make it fun and, and go in there and, you know, dance around and whatever because she she responds to that stuff so when your children they're all different people they they are are people they have emotions and they're humans so you have to treat them like human beings even though they're your kids and you want to just tell them what to do and they should listen you have to you know let them sometimes come up with the answer on their own or let them learn the hard way and even if kids are raised the same they still have their own sense of personalities that definitely shine through. And so you have to find different ways to parent each child slightly different sometimes in order to speak their language. Yeah. So we got kids. We're raising them. We're doing our best. I'm sure you're doing your best. In fact, I know you are. And so you could listen to something like this. Maybe you pick up a few of those things, but... The easiest thing on the planet we have at our disposal, and um, I have zero shame in this, is using Google. Um, I, I guess I believe in some degrees that it, maybe it does make society a little, um, a little dumber because they don't, they don't have to remember so much. They can just Google it and ask it. But really, I've learned a lot of stuff through just checking it out on the internet. So a lot of the articles in the group that I find, I just have a thought like. I wonder what how healthy it is to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. And here I find an article that's on it. And there's therapy and groups and communities and all those things. So just keep doing what you're doing. I know you're doing your best and your kids appreciate and love you. And it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to break down and cry and run away. And um, maybe you chewed your kids out a whole bunch in the middle of the department store where everybody else is and just go out into the vehicle and cry and do whatever you got to do so that's all okay and we've all done it and uh yeah every day is a new day we get to start over and try our best again so this is positively midwest uh we're the jurens fam and we grew up here in the midwest and i always thought for years um catherine will agree that i wanted to get the hell out of here and at least move West River maybe um, or just completely out of here, out of the state. But I've grown to, as I've grown, I've grown to embrace all the things that I like so much about the Midwest and our values and stuff, they might be different, 
and sometimes we're a little conservative, but people are aching for stuff like this. They're aching for some positive vibes and a little bit more open-mindedness in some avenues and just to know it's okay to feel a certain way. But I found that uh, this fun little article I want to know about growing up in the Midwest. So it was 36 signs you grew up in the Midwest. And it's by Time Out USA editors. So I found this on timeout.com. Because I figure if once we get up to like a million streams <laughs> and we're beating the Hollises out as the number one podcast in <laughs> iTunes, if I Watch ever out. get it on iTunes, they, hey. would, they would welcome it. Rach and Dave? Yeah, they would oh, say... they'd be so supportive. Oh, you guys are dope. You want to be on ours and we'll be on yours. So, anyways, here's here's 36 weird things. Number one, casserole is considered a food group. And your favorite would be? But, I mean, so, like, what's a casserole versus a hot dish versus... Well, we don't have to dissect them. Well... But, it tuna. Tuna casserole is your favorite, right? Tuna noodle? No. Tuna wiggle? I like tuna wiggle, but that's not a casserole. That's a, a white sauce with peas and tuna that you put over crackers. Well. I mean, what about, like, taco pie or, or tater tot hot dish? Like, are those casseroles? Like, what's a casserole? So number two is <laughs> you look people in the eyes, smile, and say hello when walking down the street. Now, think of something that's infamous <laughs> in the Midwest about, because in a positive manner, think of that. Like, that is well known. That we wave at people. We had an incident the other day in the car. (laughs) We were bringing a a young lady home that was here for a sleepover. And I was just randomly waving at people. And she's like, what in the... Is that what you do? What are you doing, Steve? (laughs) So that was something my grandpa always did, though, did the old one or two finger wavy. Uh, Steven does not do the one or two finger wavy. He does the big old, hey, like the big old full on hand shaking wave sorry i was just registering his face yeah. that i spoke too loud <laughs> oh if you have your volume up trying to hear this i'm going to amplify it anyway it's the whole thing because we're both trying to share a mic but sorry about that number three is because we got to go through these because we're at about 34 minutes already okay sorry peeps so you know what's knee high by the fourth of july miss egg oh give me some corn you vacationed in Wisconsin Dells. I have never been there. I don't even know what that is. What? I mean, I know what it is, but I've never been there. I'm guessing it's the Dells of Wisconsin. Well, and it's like a huge like water park. You thing. find yourself asking for a pop or a soda. I say pop. I probably say pop most of the time. You don't understand how schools close for a dusting of snow. So, if you know, I work for a radio station and just the other Last week they said we were going to have a dusting and we had three inches of snow. But we still had school. It was just late. You don't... Oh, sorry, we just read that one. You've been to the state fair and probably the neighboring state fairs as well. I am queen of state fair. That's my family vacation with the girls every year. I can't imagine life without it. Yeah, well, I've learned to embrace (laughs) the state fair as well and... Actually, when we were 18 years old, that's when I proposed to you. So I guess it holds a special place in our hearts anyways. The Mall of America was your teenage mecca. I had not been to the Mall of America until my junior year of high school. And I have maybe only been to the Mall of America 
twice or three times since then. Well, because we live here, it's certainly some sort of mecca. I mean, it's pretty neat. So if you're in the area by the cities, I think it's technically Bloomington or something, um, you can go hang out there. If I'm wrong on any of these, please don't send me messages saying this is where it's at, because I'd just Google it and I'll find it if I need to go there again. (laughs) Sorry about it. Bob Evans wasn't just a brand of sausage that you bought at grocery stores. Is he related to Beth and Bobby Evans? I don't know. (laughs) Holla at you. But I'm familiar with Jimmy Dean, so I don't know. You know what Kringle is? Chris Kringle? I think that stuff like this lady I work with calls Christmas crack. It's like food or something. Is that like where they do the saltines and then they pour chocolate and caramel on it? I don't know. I bet Jerry would know. You ate walking tacos at high school football games. Yes. You consider the Great Lakes to be better than any ocean. I don't see the Great Lakes. Mm. I see Compesca, Ponset, and Clear. Well, here's a hot sports opinion, so give give us a grain of salt on this one, but meat and potatoes are your vegan diet. This was probably written by someone in the Midwest. Probably, but I love meat and potatoes. I could live off that. And if there's vegans out there, um, I just had a salad, so we're but cool. I love prime rib. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> to each their own. I'm trying to not be judgy here. I'm not judgy. I mean, I just like my meat. Yeah, that's cool. That's okay. Just saying if you're vegan, this was probably written by someone that lives in the Midwest. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay, so you or someone you know owns a lake house, likely complete with a pontoon boat. Yep. Man, I want a pontoon. There it is, right there on my vision board in front. Just doesn't get better than that. Oh, yeah. There I see it. Anyways, um, you crave Blue Moon ice cream. I don't know what Blue Moon ice cream is, but you like Blue Moon the beer. We do get Blue Moon ice cream, but we would probably, if we could favor it, would get SDSU ice cream. Uh, I get my gluten-free, dairy-free snickerdoodle ice cream. Thank Uh, you. Catherine's got all these body things going on. (laughs) So, yep, I indulge in Blue Moon beer as well. Pimento cheese is a staple at Christmas events. What is pimento cheese? On that note, you have no idea what constipation from too much cheese is. (laughs) (laughs) That's a number. Even if you don't call it a bubbler, you at least know what it is. Whoa. (laughs) I don't know what that means and I feel really dumb. I feel like that's... Are they talking about a water pipe? I have no idea. A bubbler? Like a like a pipe for marijuana? No! Man, if, I don't know. It can't be. Nobody in the... Like, a small percentage would know what that would mean. Well, you know who you are. And, and maybe that's a fish thing. Well, that you can send us messages on. Go ahead and comment on the Spotify or SoundCloud or go right to the group and go, Hey, guys, this is what a bubbler is. So you have... Just search bubbler. I am. (laughs) A bubbler is a drinking fountain. It's a water fountain. Son of a... Sorry for that reference, guys. (laughs) Um, Up with hope, down with dope. So you, you have gone on a hayride and picked a pumpkin... Out of an actual pumpkin patch. Yeah. We could take that further. 
A pumpkin patch? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, our, our neighbors have, like, an amazing no. pumpkin patch garden. No. What do you mean? No what? Their aunt. Their aunt who? The girl's oh, aunt. My sister. Yeah. God, you confused me. Their aunt. Yes, my sister yep. always grows pumpkins. Your sister, pumpkins. their aunt. Just for the girls to get to come and pick them. Yeah, she does too. Okay. I was I was thinking the F dolls because they have one too. Sorry. Um. Instead of going camping, you say you're going up north. Probably not. Probably not because we camp down south most of the time. One word, bozo. The clown. Well, that's two words, but yeah. If you didn't <laughs> know what bozo meant, that means the clown. You can name at least three people who have hit a deer while driving. Oh, our friend Elijah Way just hit a deer the other day and had a picture on Snapchat. There's some poo on the side of it. And I ran over a dead deer on the interstate. Does that count? And my dad took out a good chunk of his pickup. Yeah. I know people. You long for fish fry every single Friday. Especially come Lent. Yeah, if you're Catholic. You drank Paps long before it was cool and refused to pay more than $3 for a can. I'm not that old. Maybe my buddy, but Ham's is probably his cheap beer of choice. The servers know your order at your hometown Steak and Shake. At Minerva's they do. Plug. I don't know if... <laughs> Hampton. <laughs> I don't know if that means... If that's a restaurant name or what, but... Anyways, you make a mean puppy chow. I mean, I'll eat it. I've never made it. I don't make it. But I know what it is and I eat it. You slip your accent when you're drunk and find yourself saying, Oh, jeez, a lot. In South Dakota. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can't say that I get inebriated and go, Oh, jeez, all the time. You guys, it's so much cold out here. Cold outside. Get your, get your coat on. Boy. Yeah, boy. Anyways, um, you definitely been to a farm for purposes other than a school field trip because you had friends that grew up on farms. This also means you probably witnessed the miracle of birth by the time you were 11 Oh, yeah. Gross. The girl... I've seen it. Erlen went to school, preschool, telling everybody about a prolapsed cow. Yeah, that's good. I mean, just think of that. So, agriculture. You're teaching kids about stuff that they wouldn't normally or that I have to watch a video on so it's called Hardy's not Carl's Jr. True that. Even if you didn't drive a pickup truck which I, I did have the pleasure of owning one once you knew someone who did. You've spent a summer at the Indiana Dunes. We're not that Midwest area. We're up here. We're on like the western We're side the of the Midwest. Dakotas. <sighs> You have a fierce loyalty to your state's football team that no fans on the coasts can match. Well, mm -hmm. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan for the NFL. Everyone around here is a Minnesota fan. Minnesota Vikings is what I call them because if you're from South Dakota, you generally are a Minnesota Vikings fan, and that's fine. And I guess college, a lot of people root for SDSU, but I'm really indifferent weather either way. Yeah. Um, at least three major fast food chains were founded in your home state. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. A and W. No, <laughs> it wasn't founded here, <laughs> but there is one in Webster, South Dakota. Uh, 
I, I don't know. know what would be founded here. There, there is. Um, at least three main points. Big, big school field trips meant going to the city to check out the museum. When was this written? I don't know because our big school field trip when we were a kid was going to, like, Dismet for oh. Laura Ingalls Wilder. All right, kids, we we rented a bus and we're gonna go to the city, and we're gonna check out. One of the museums at the big city. Ooh, but our senior year of high school, we took our big trip to Chicago and we went to the science museum. I mean, you did. I did. You did not. But Probably was partying. But otherwise, our junior year, we got to go to Mall of America as our trip. Does that count as a museum? Hmm. Museum of retail. You have no idea what a hill is. I mean... You have no... What? I don't know. My sister... We... You've gone trick-or-treating. This is last but not least. Number 36. I'll agree with this. You've gone trick-or-treating with your snow pants on. I can't believe you threw by 35 so fast. Because that was dumb. That was dumb. We have hills like crazy all over here. We have a hill right across from us. We're the great... We are the great plains, but there's hills in the summit area in Sisseton... And we do have the West River, which is the Black Hills. And that makes no sense. So anyways, well, there was a Cat and Steve episode of Positively Midwest. Um, I don't know if you've got anything that you want to end with before I wrap this puppy up. Uh, I can't remember what else you said that we were supposed to talk about. That's dangerous. Um, no, I think we covered everything. We just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how we grew up, just so you have an idea. Uh, it's still a little goofy for me to throw all my stuff out there to be straight up. So when we get to that point, we'll get more in depth there. But I think more and more will come out as we do some of these interviews. And you see other people's strength and stuff too. But we talked about being sheltering over protective parents at times. We talked about... Um, some different tips to make your children positive and what this guy evidently thought was partial to growing up in the Midwest. So that's, that's whatever. That's fine. Um, I think the main part when it comes to, since we did touch base about, you know, real halftime show and about our kids is, you know, it's just keeping an open mind teaching them to accept one another keeping that open mind teaching them you know what you expect from them or what's just you know is right and wrong and loving everything along the way and embracing and supporting and working through everything together yep together as a family so i hope you enjoyed this episode which would be episode four of positively midwest Find us on Facebook. Uh, we I searched that Facebook groups and I put Midwest Happy, Midwest Positive, and we were popping right up there. So you can check us out at PositivelyMidwest.com. I've got that uploaded with SoundCloud, some of the Spotify. Um, I built the website with zero years of website experience. The Facebook news feed's on there. Our Instagram news feed is on there. Follow us on Instagram. I try to post on there as often as possible, too. You'll see pictures of us and and then descriptions of what I've got to say. We are on major platforms like the Google, uh, 
you can talk to your Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, play the Positively Midwest, pod- Positively Midwest podcast. We are on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and... Ole, way to go, babe. Tune in radio. I mean, it plays through that, but I also had to get it approved through TuneIn Radio. So, yeah, I want to make it as easy as possible for everybody to find this, for you to share it. Whatever you listen to it on, please like it. Please comment on it. Please subscribe to it. We're going to do posts every Wednesday at 7.30, assuming we're not out of town for some odd reason. But, hey, we got technology. We can bring this with us. So, um, anyways, that's the plan. Wednesday is 7.30 a.m., Subscribe, subscribe, share, share, share. Go to our group, share stuff, find stuff. It's okay to be a little vulnerable or just share one of those little picture quote things. You know, the more that you guys share and engage and comment and like stuff, it it just makes it bigger. You know, it spreads it out. So it's not all like for my glory or my wife's glory or anything like that. Or I hope someday we're loaded off of this and stuff. But if we're helping change people's lives just a little bit, and giving some positivity out there and flooding our news feeds with it, then you're helping be a part of all of that. So, um, I'm Steve Jurens. I am Catherine Jurens. Thank you for listening to Positively Midwest. And we are going to bid you adieu from our office studio in South Dakota. And now you'll hear John Wayne's song, John Wayne and the Pain, Sugar Puppies. Thanks, shout out to you, my friend, for letting me use your music. And y'all stay positive. There be the peace I need, the peace I need to keep these souls flowing.